Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not get caught using a pseudonym to communicate with his son Hunter's business partners. Joe Biden famously telling us he never once talked to Hunter about his business dealings. You are so full of sh**. Well, it turns out he's actually telling the truth because Biden never did talk about his business dealings. Uh, Someone by the name of Robert L. Peters sent the messages instead. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? There is a criminal enterprise uh, being run or at one point was run out of the Obama White House. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. We're going to discuss it at great length today with Bill Barr, former Attorney General of the United States of America. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Now, just to be clear, that soundbite was aimed at my co-host today. Uh, If you follow me on social media, you know that 17 years ago today, um, I threw away what was left of my happiness. I'm kidding. <laughs> I married the best thing about being me, Jenny Fela, who is joining us today for not one, not two, but three hours on the show. That's stupid. <laughs> Use your common sense. Happy anniversary, Jenny. Happy anniversary to you. And happy Friday to everybody listening at home. The show is going to function the same way it always does. If you want to chime in, 888 Nine nine one zero. I'm sure some of you want to ask Jenny, like, what's the secret? How do you land a trophy husband? True. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> and will you ever figure it out someday? <laughs> <laughs> You're 0 for 1, Jenny Fela. Maybe second time around? Maybe. I don't know. But Jenny and I, as we did last year, celebrating our anniversary on the air. It's cheaper than getting her a present, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'll be here taking your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. We're going to talk to Bill Barr about Biden stuff, little Trump stuff as well. I know you guys will love that. And then Charles McBee. Yay. Head writer for Charlemagne, uh, our dog sitter, a (laughs) dear friend of ours, uh, will be coming by to party as well. Lincoln refused to be a part of the broadcast. Yep. He was given the option. He was. Today is his last day of camp. Yeah. And he wanted to go to camp and smoke pot with the counselors. or Whatever whatever our kid is doing. What's his last year? It is. It's his last year of camp. So Lincoln's going to be out there living it up. But if you want to chime in, 888-788-9910. You know the rules. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Be a Libertarian. Just don't be a... There it is. Happy Friday. Uh, One thing, Jenny, I have to clear up for the audience. Mm -hmm. I got this message a lot last night on Hannity. I don't know who's listening who saw me on Hannity. But when the hit was over, you know, we throw footballs into the crowd. Yeah. Jim Jordan texted me 
Uh, I was on with Ditched this morning on the Roar of Memphis, mm-hmm. and a lot of people messaged me on Twitter, what did you hit with that football? Because the way the Hannity hit ended, yeah, he handed me a ball to throw into the crowd, and then you literally see me like, ah! You know what I mean? <laughs> so just so everybody understands, I didn't break anything. No one was... <laughs> No one was killed. <laughs> well, there's that. No one was killed. Yeah, because by the way I said it, you know, yeah. we like this could be a problem. <laughs> okay. The good news is no one was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad news is a really funny moment. Someone, a woman, an older woman, tried to intercept the football I threw into the crowd and literally like jumped over another woman to like pick six it. But I was so stunned by like the raw intensity. Yeah. yeah. Because if you go to a Hannity taping, He's the nicest guy in the world. He's going to give away 200 footballs. Yeah. Like, literally, it'd be hard to leave there without a football. Right, right. If you're listening, Joe Contra. Okay? <laughs> You'll get a football. Okay? But this woman, I guess it was late in the show, decided she wanted a damn football, and I let it go, and I was stunned. You talk about, like, a shutdown corner? Mm-hmm. Dove right over the other woman and caught the ball. Listen, can we sign her up for my Buckeyes this season? Like, <laughs> she's, Jenny you know... needs a shutdown corner. I do. On the Ohio State Buckeyes. Well, listen. That was the excuse, not the excuse, that was the actual reason for the face. I yeah. was not making that face because it had dawned on me that we were close to midnight and it was almost <laughs> our anniversary. But 17 years, Jenny Fela, and I want to be clear, just so everybody understands, uh, I have never, during the course of our relationship, used a pseudonym, have I? No. 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 And uh, I probably... I mean, not in, that I know of. I've probably <laughs> had a couple of sketchy telemarketing jobs that might have involved me needing a pseudonym based on the kind of work you were doing, you know? But... um. <laughs> This Biden story, this is why it's so significant, Jenny. This is, you know what this is like, by the way? This is like Morning Joe, if they liked each other. Yeah, now him yeah. and Mika hate each other's yeah, guts, yeah. like when you see them on camera. It's just like... <laughs> you can tell. The whole time one of them's talking, the other one's like, if he could catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> they hate each other so much. So we're still we're lucky enough. We're early enough in the relationship. Be funny if we wa- watched this over the years yeah. to see how much more contentious the broadcast For each, gets. For each anniversary episode each and see. <laughs> like, we did this with our wedding video until about three years in. We quit because we realized we were talking to no one in the video. Yeah. It was oh, the, yeah. It was the great, like, oh, wow. Well, not, you know, we were doing, like, dead or not talking right. to. Right, And a lot of friendships had evolved and stuff. And mm-hmm. over time, there was, like, nobody in the video anymore. Right. Except, right. like, your family, but that's begrudging. You know, it's like, we have to talk to them. Uh, but, you know, the one thing I would tell you about the show today is we're going to talk a little bit of politics. So the Joe Biden story, for everybody listening at home, uh, you're all pretty much well up to speed on it at this point. Joe Biden famously, you know, told us during the run up to the 2020 election that Hunter Biden's laptop, Russian disinformation. <laughs> so we know he was lying. OK, that's a that's a bit of a lie. OK, right. and you find out it's not, which means everything in it is real. The business transactions, business transactions that say he not only went out to dinner with his son's business partners, but called into their meetings on 20 different occasions. OK, uh, business transactions that have been corroborated by living, breathing human beings. So. We've gone from this is all made up, why are you even talking about it, to a yes staircase of lies. Did mm-hmm. he lie about talking to the kid? Yes. Did he lie about meeting his business partners? Yes. Did he lie about getting money? Probably, because we now know as vice president, he was receiving emails under a pseudonym as the vice president. Now, here's a question, okay? You're not a detective. I'm not a detective. We don't work in White House protocol. Um, but if you were doing anything legitimate with your life, are you doing it under a pseudonym? Right. Jenny Fela. Exactly. Jenny Fela says, <laughs> there's no way. No, because why would you? If everything was above board, mm-hmm. you can put your name behind it. Like N- that's like the saying, I'll put my name behind that. N- yes. Because it's above board. It's all good. It's, yeah. you know. You know, he likes to famously use that line, like, you have my word as a Biden. 
that he says that. <laughs> yeah, 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 but not as a, you, <laughs> you know, have my a word Peters. as a Peters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was lying. It's that, lawyer, it's that lawyer speak. You here, know, you're yeah. technically not lying if yeah. you read between what you know, yeah. he's actually totally saying. Nice. So here is Peter Ducey kind of breaking that news yesterday. Uh, some of the best hair anywhere in cable news. Oh, yeah. We'd be remiss to do a show without citing that fact. Here is Ducey clip one. Is Joe Biden Robert Peters? Oversight Committee Chair James Comer writes to the National Archives on May 27, 2016. Vice President Biden took a call with the president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko. It is concerning to the committee, however, that this document was sent to Robert L. Peters, a pseudonym the committee has identified as then Vice President Biden. Adding, quote, Joe Biden has stated there was an absolute wall between his family's foreign business schemes and his duties as vice president. What I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. But evidence reveals that access was wide open for his family's influence peddling. At the time, the Obama-Biden administration said aliases are normal. If they are inundated in one account with uh, either public emails or spam or the like, that they can continue to uh, use their other account for uh, normal work. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Are you ready for this, Jenny? Because mm-hmm. all I have in this world is horse sense. Like yes. you, You've seen my report cards. You've seen my <laughs> son's report cards. <laughs> I don't come into this with any intellectual know-how. But that was Jay Carney, who at the time was Obama's White House press secretary, mm-hmm. who got out there and told the press for no reason whatsoever. By the way, we do use aliases from time to time. You know what that means? That means other people. We're also doing this stuff. Yes. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. A hundred percent. That's yeah. Obama's press secretary getting out there and saying, you know, sometimes we get so many emails, we use aliases. I just want to give you guys a heads up, okay? If you don't think for a second that means other people knew what Biden was doing, you know what I mean? Right. Don't be thick, all right? So <laughs> there's a little bit of a scam going on here mm-hmm. because this is the type of business, obviously, you couldn't have your name on as a vice president. But we do know that as a vice president, he called into this business 20 times. We do know that as a vice president, there were two occasions where he went out to dinner with his son's business partners and multi-million dollar wire transfers took place the next day. Right. Does that sound like the dad was there to not impact business? Correct. Because the money came in so fast. It means, like, <laughs> oh, wow, this guy really does have the vice the president. Timing. The timing. You send the money. Right. You know what I mean? When I'm on the road doing stand-up, those sold-out shows that Lucy goes to. Yes. The packed shows, like to the gills. <laughs> Fire marshal turning people yeah, away. Yeah, for sure. Okay. When I'm on the road doing those shows, you know, the one thing I can tell you is if you want something, you want food, whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. okay, you buy it, you know, as quick as you can. You know, right. you've got a flight to catch, okay, you got a show to get to. You don't dilly-dally. You right. need your results. So if they're trying to get something from the vice president of the United States, it is of consequence. Mm-hmm. It's not me online at a quick mart trying to get a can of nitro coffee. Where right. like there's a different urgency. <laughs> right. You're trying to impact government policy. Mm-hmm. You get that money into that register as quick as humanly possible. Yes. So the idea that Biden went to dinners and the money showed up first thing in the morning right. means there was something involved. Right. And then you hear that they're corresponding based on a pseudonym. And then you know what else you hear? You hear that they don't want to give up these emails just yet. Doesn't that kind of make you think? Delete, delete, delete. Weird, delete. right? <laughs> Right. I mean, when you think back right. to Hunter Biden's plea deal, okay, he's technically pleading guilty to tax evasion and a gun charge, mm-hmm. lying on a federal gun yep. form, okay? But the plea deal somehow absolves him 
of future crimes. Like, what kind wait. of deal is it? Can I get that kind of deal? I mean, I didn't do anything yet, but I mean, that's a nice cushion to have. Like, who did you make the deal? Like Elmer Fudd? Like, that sounds like something out of a cartoon. Now, if I kill any wascally wabbits down the road with this firearm, like, what, what are we talking about? I mean, that absolutely means they know there's something else coming down the pike. Yeah, of like, course. Absolutely. And everybody is like, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. So let me tell you this. Dan Goldman, who has been Biden's cheerleader, congressman from New York, okay, was the guy who famously said, I mean, you talk about clown stuff, uh, that when Biden called into those 20 meetings, they were just talking about the weather. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. No, no, I just called in to talk about the weather, you know. Yeah. Do you know when um, 20 businessmen are in a conference call <laughs> from around the world right. and none of them are actually experiencing the same weather? Right. <laughs> so, right. You, so you call in to talk about, I mean, naturally. Yeah. That's right. what you did 20 right. times. Right. The thing is, the guy's passionate. Right. Now, we do know older people like the Weather Channel. We That's do. true. That is true. Okay, but this is, you know, t- almost 10 years ago. Right. And again, none of them are experiencing the same weather. Right. There's no world. It's a business is... meeting, not yeah. small talk at a party <laughs> that the, you're just, uh, but, humidity but, lately. <laughs> but like, he, he started there, and he now says yesterday he's misrepresenting the testimony of Devin Archer. Devin Archer testified that the influence was the brand, you know, mm-hmm. the access to Biden, that was the brand he was selling. And that the Burisma prosecutor that Biden famously brags about firing, we've heard this before. OK, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't heard it lately, here's a refresh. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor. And they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. Whoa. Whoa. He should be behind bars. I mean, think about that. That is a guy, like, legitimately threatening to withhold government aid to a country, which is what they impeached Trump for. But the point is, Devin Archer testified that that's why this went on. Mm-hmm. But here's Dan Goldman actually lying. He goes on. He's on CNN yesterday of all places. CNN is the worst. There's the link, man. He's on CNN lying about what Devin Archer testified to. Clip two. What we do know is that the only official action the president took related to Hunter Biden's business interests was detrimental to Hunter Biden's company business interest. It was detrimental to Burisma. As Devin Archer, this new star witness for the Republicans said because... The uh, Burisma had the corrupt prosecutor general quote, and I quote the witness, under control, and that that was a good thing for that prosecutor general to be uh, in office. And yet Joe Biden urged Ukraine, the Ukrainian government, to fire that prosecutor general. That's the only connection that President Biden had with any of Hunter's business dealings. You told some of the biggest <laughs> lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Because, uh, again, the actual testimony is not that. Right. So when he's on, again, this started as no laptop. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Started as no contact with the business. That's a lie. Started as didn't talk to the business partners. That's a lie. Didn't fire the prosecutor. That's a lie. The point is you don't lie about the first five things if you're not lying about the Correct. That absolutely means everything else is a lie. Your foundation is the lie. So but, anything that comes after that, you, you cannot take for its word. Guys, around like our 22nd wedding anniversary. <laughs> Here we go. When I go missing. <laughs> 
and the cops question Jenny. I'm like, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh, she's lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had a ham and egg. Oh, well, actually, she had a croissant. Which, right, right, <laughs> what, right. What were you doing at noon? I was watching a movie. Actually, she was at the gym. You know what I mean? By the fourth lie, they're like, oh, my God, this yeah, something's is not lying. Right, yeah, right. She killed him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's Listen, what- everybody's just going to know it. There's not going to be any question. <laughs> you're, like never, you're never going to get away with it? No, I'll get away with it. All I have to do is just like, your honor, this is what he did. <laughs> this, is, this is what he put me through constantly. And I'll be like, okay. Happy anniversary to me. <laughs> and kidding. cheers to many more. I'm I got a, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> more with Jenny Fallon when we come back. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The mood is light on today's show. I'm not angry. Jenny Fallon in studio for a full three hours. Bill Barr is going to be here. Charles McBee is going to be in the house as well. As Jenny and I celebrate 17 years of marital bliss, at least on her part. Uh, Jenny, we love you, babe. Steve is down in Beaufort, South Carolina. He's got comments. Steve-o. Hey, Jimmy, happy anniversary to you guys. And, um, Thanks, buddy. Being such a good catch for each other. You two sound great together. Oh, emphasis on catch. She really put up some numbers back in the day. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thanks, Steve. Hey, you can flip this either way, but uh, I, I got a, a question for you. What, what do you do if you see your wife staggering in the backyard? Ooh, I'm listening. You, you shoot her again. <laughs> Steve! <laughs> uh, and a happy anniversary to you as well. Sounds like... Yeah, so- yeah. We're, we're coming up on 25 in February, and I just wake every wake up every morning glad that she hasn't killed me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Steve-O, I'm it's I am going to talk to Bill Barr about that very phenomenon later because he's married 50 years. Wow, that's and I, awesome. We had the Steve. We had this conversation where we were talking about how when you first meet a woman, you're like, "Is this the kind of person I want to have kids with?" And then you have kids, and you're like, "Is this the kind of person that would kill me in my sleep?" And, <laughs> and the uh, answer is yes to both. I have to get Barr's answer as a former Attorney General. <laughs> Good stuff, Steve. Uh, but yes, if I go missing, it was Jenny. Admit right now, it was a thousand percent you. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. Let's get the James who has a serious take from Gettysburg. James. Hey, how you doing, my man? 
So here's just my thought on the whole election process. I feel like the uh, Democratic National Committee um, selected the last two candidates for president. For yep. the, for they, I thought they chose uh, Hillary over Bernie, and I yep. think they put Joe Biden in at the eleventh hour. Yep. And I think that I, th- I think they do want him to become the candidate mm-hmm. because I think they want him to drop out after the primaries, after the convention, after he's been selected. You know so what? They can put in whoever they want. Can I tell you something? I saw Bill Barr here at Fox yesterday and was talking to him about this very thing. And you bringing it up reminds me that I'll ask him about this. Because I think he thinks the same thing, and I think the same thing. Because Biden's not campaigning right now. He's not running any ads. Uh, he's not out there doing events, which means they want him to get the nomination for exactly what. Like, James, for real, you could be working in D.C. as a consultant. Uh, well, I also yeah. think that, that uh, McCarthy doesn't want to do an impeachment because he doesn't want to be responsible for putting. Yep. Uh, no, you're spot on. James, this bud's for you. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. He doesn't know where he is. He can't walk up a flight of stairs, let alone down a flight of stairs. And you look at this guy, we have the most corrupt president in the history of our country, and we have the most incompetent, simultaneously the most incompetent president. And what he's doing to this country, millions and millions of people are pouring into our country. Look at New York City. Look at Chicago. Look at these cities. What's happening to them? That is Donald Trump just laying into Joe Biden. I don't know how you could defend anything he said. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. That was Lincoln Fallow, who was in the Hannity audience last night with his cousin Jonathan. Uh, He is not the family member at my side today, though. Jenny Fallow and I celebrating 17 years of marital bliss. Jenny? Just confirm that you're here. I am here. That was weird. <laughs> I, I swear she's we were here. Done. We're still together. <laughs> wow. That didn't sound right. <laughs> but Jenny is here. Uh, she, to be clear, you are here today for all three hours. I am. No, God. <laughs> no, God, please. You can't no, use my favorite no, show against no. me. <laughs> I can't believe our my boss just played that drop <laughs> down the hall. It almost overshadowed the gunshot I heard coming from the control booth. <laughs> I kid, Jenny Fail is here. We're talking about Biden for a little bit because we have this pseudonym story, which, by the way, the breaking news in the pseudonym story is that Joe Biden knows how to send an email. Let's be honest. Were you not a little <laughs> shocked? Thought, right, right, Were you right. not a little shocked? Now, I do want to know with these emails, has anybody confirmed that the, the body of the email is in the main part and not in the mess, or the, the, the address <laughs> part, the subject is. line? Yeah, the yeah. The most embarrassing part is not the pseudonym. It's that he typed the home email in the subject line. Right in the line. subject line. Oh, that's brilliant. I wish I had that on Hannity last night. <laughs> oh, Jenny Fallow. You could be my head writer. Okay. Be like Jeannie right. and Jim Gaffigan. You know how they yeah, write yeah, together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be, wow, how about it, Jenny? <laughs> I don't know if I could afford you. No, you can't. Oh, not a second time. <laughs> that, first, that first time. Just the agency Just fee alone. <laughs> I mean, man, what, for, for one hour, $500 is expensive. I got to tip you. It was a whole to do. But uh, Jenny is here. We were talking about Joe Biden getting in a little bit of trouble. The other guy in hot water. Okay, we are less than a week away. From the first GOP primary debate, it'll take place right here on the Fox News Channel Wednesday night, August the 23rd. Brett Baer, Martha McCallum moderating this bad boy. The pre-show hosted by Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer battling Bill, Ohio's nice. own yeah. Bill Hemmer. Yep. And uh, the big talk right now is whether or not Trump is going to show up. But what we found out yesterday is that a very calculated version of Ron DeSantis is going to show up. So basically, the New York Times got a memo yesterday from a pro-DeSantis super PAC that was leaked online, and it was coaching uh, DeSantis through the debates. 
Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to read this to you, but I just there's a reason I'm sharing this with you guys. And it's one of the reasons I have – I mean, I don't want to compliment you. You know I don't. It brings down the show. <laughs> but you are – Jenny Fela is God showing off. She's just the best woman. She really is. I mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever broke down your self-worth enough <laughs> to make you think I was in your league, I owe that guy. Wherever Stop. that dirtbag is, no. I owe him a Schlitz light yeah. or whatever he's drinking. <laughs> Uh, because the, the fact that he thought you were on my level, and it, it worked out. But anyway, the point is, okay, a little bit of personality goes a long way. Yeah. And everyone you like in life, whether it's business-like, whether it's you know um, platonic-like, whether it's relationship-like, as we had at one point. Okay? <laughs> Those first three or four years were hot. Right, right. This last third, I mean, man, <laughs> holy hell. People talk about separate beds. I'm like, separate houses? What are we talking about? Don't anyway. threaten me with a good time. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jenny! Separate houses. Don't you love when Lincoln, when Lincoln comes on the radio and talks about? It, he's like, every time I come home from school, one of the, like landmate, <laughs> one of the the lawn guys is climbing out the window. Yeah, and like we're now married long enough where I'm like, can you tell him to use the steps? Right. I don't want him to fall and then I, mean, I get sued on my homeowner's insurance. Now I'm out money. Right. Just, it's just tell the guy to take the front door. I know. I know. It's Show just me easier. some respect and just hurry up. <laughs> just daddy had a long day. Just hurry up. Show. Act scared. Okay. You don't have to have your shirt on, but just you know, get out of the house. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Energy. People are attracted to energy. People are attracted to sincerity. It's one of the reasons Kamala Harris had such a hard time running for president. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's Paul. She just doesn't look comfortable in her own skin. She was an inauthentic person. Mm -hmm. So this is the biggest criticism on DeSantis. And I talked about this for the whole world the other night. Tuesday night, I was on with Laura Ingram. We did a very peppy hit. Yeah. Where we were talking about driverless taxis in San Francisco. What we were talking about specifically, though, so because this matters, as we were talking about the fact that people are having sex in driverless taxis in San Francisco. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I love it when you talk dirty. Okay, that matters. Okay, which means it's a very risque kind of back and forth, a lot of jokes. She starts asking me about things I've seen in a taxi. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching because DeSantis is on next. Yeah. So as the hit ends with us telling a bunch of dirty jokes about San Francisco and cabs and passengers doing it. Right. We just tossed to DeSantis, who's like, I'm going to usher in a new birth of freedom. Yeah. You got to you got to you got to read the 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 energy of the just, room. You just, can't just he, literally he like w- imagine he opens that with and Jimmy, thanks again for the taxi ride. You know right. I mean? Anything likability. Do you ever see spikes? This is what DeSantis should be doing for real. You guys listening, do you know how at the end of the 5, at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. Brett Bear takes over but always comments on the last thing they did? Yes. And it's so endearing because it's genuinely funny because you're just tagging the joke. Yeah. But it also demonstrates this, like, accessibility. Absolutely. I'm not news stiff. Yep. I'm also witty, funny guy myself. Yep. And with that said, here's some serious news. But Absolutely. the fact that DeSantis couldn't be in the moment and just kind of dip into that and then bounce into his right. own thing. And the reason I bring that up is because this is the New York Times memo, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the memo to DeSantis. This is the debate plan. Attack Joe Biden and the media three to five times. Ah. Uh, like, but what I mean, okay. Number two, state Governor Ron DeSantis' positive vision two to three times. Okay. Number three, hammer Vivek Ramaswamy in a response. So it looks like a clapback. Number four, defend Donald Trump in absentia in response to a Chris Christie attack. 
But that's the, like one of my to-do lists. That's, that's not I mean. a like, give and take and a store? genuine. How about be back a and person? Forth. Right, right. Be a person. Right. And you could be doing those things. And if you go back and you counted it, and okay, fine. But you shouldn't have that plan going forward because that means you are just so focused uh-huh. on did I do it two times? Have I got it to four times yet? Am I where am I in this? Yeah. And you're not listening and really responding in be real in time be to in what's the happening. Be- and like, and you need somebody that can do that and pivot. Not sit there and already have your plan ahead of time. That's a boring speech. That's like a a high school speech level where you just. The worst thing you could ever be around, we've all seen it, is like someone has a joke they want to tell, but they don't wait for the right context. Right. And then it's just forced into the conversation right. at the wrong point. It yes. bombs. It looks terrible. And I don't contrived. appreciate you bringing that up. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you, Jenny. <laughs> but the point is, if that is your calculated plan as a debate strategist, right. you're not in the moment. Right. So you're wedging stuff into the conversation. I tell the people this about TV all the time. This is re- good, really good advice. Um, I don't show up on TV to talk. You show up to listen. And mm-hmm. the reason you listen is because if you're really faithful to the conversation, you'll figure out where the good things you have to say belong. Absolutely. Whether and something joke, will trigger something else. Tank, and, yeah. Just be a human being. Yeah. So when you read this, one of the one line of attack suggested in the memo is Trump isn't here. So let's just leave him alone. He's too weak to defend himself. We're all running against him. I don't think we want to join forces with someone on the stage who's auditioning for a show on MSNBC. So that's a shot at Chris Christie. Yeah. But the point is scripted, scripted, scripted. Well, can't he even say, I mean, like him or or not, Uh Trump was phenomenal at the debates because he was just off the cuff. Mm -hmm. He would have jokes. He would and he had personality. Yep. And so he should be able to take it, you know, if you're so studious, look at past tapes. Be like an athlete. Go back and look at the tapes. Watch the tape. And figure out what works. And and you don't have to be him. Mm -hmm. I understand he's not – he isn't him. Yep. But you can have some of the same policies and have some of the same supporters like you. Mm -hmm. But you got to give them – like what what was Trump that they liked so much Mm -hmm. is that he was kind of like – you know, he, he would talk down into like an everyman language. Yeah. Not anybody thought that he was speaking above them or too too educate you know too educated for them to really understand. And that was his strong suit. Yeah. So take a little bit of that. You don't have to turn into him. Uh huh. But come on. But isn't it weird that a billionaire would be more relatable than a regular yes, guy? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Jenny Fail in studio. If you're just joining us, married 17 years today. She was, of course, not my first choice. <laughs> uh, I had one named Lucy that got away. <laughs> But I think she's coming back now. Lucy, are you there, girlfriend? Derail the celebration Thursday. Lucy, where are you? Oh, Mikey, we might have lost Lucy. Lucy, you're welcome to call back anytime, girlfriend. I really wanted to get to her because she calls in. And, yeah, you know, as it sounded you know, like the phone was down. She is a huge fan of everything <laughs> everything we do on this show. In fact, she sent me an anniversary card. I'll read it right now. You're just another dirtbag. All right, well, the point is the, you just want passion. You just want passion in the friendship. You know so what I'm saying? So you're telling me, like, I'm not going to have to, like, worry that she's going to want to, you know, step in my place? Well, according to Lucy, I the, I have no options. No one goes to the shows. <laughs> you're actually not really married. Not I don't know married. if anybody knows that. This is, I paid this woman to be here. Uh, can you? I was trying to tell Lucy this yesterday. She called in yesterday and was giving me the business. Mm-hmm. That she's become a celebrity at my live events. Oh, yeah. They brought her up in my hometown. <laughs> like you were doing the Q&A and somebody – and it was the guy who was like sitting pretty close to me. And, you know, you you know let everybody like yell out questions and some guy goes, some guy goes where's Lucy? Is she here? <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. 
And like the whole place laughed because they knew exactly She's who, they were, who he was She's talking a, about. Lucy, yeah. I love you wherever you are. No matter how mean you are when you call in, I still love you. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of my vibe. The thing is, no one could ever be as mean to me as I am to myself. Right. You live with me. I just I walk know. around calling myself names all day. Absolutely. So you I don't find, even need to, Lucy. I, he's, yeah. he's so much meaner no, to himself. No, but do it anyway. It's good <laughs> fun radio. Don't not do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But good times. Jenny Fela in studio. Bill Barr's coming up. We're going to be talking to Charles McBee as well. Uh, it's, you know, it's Friday in America. Everything's a mess. We were giving DeSantis some campaign advice, mainly because, okay, he's kind of gone sideways. Uh, but joining us now, someone who would never go sideways. Lucy back on the show. Lucy! Hey, girl. All right, Lucy's phone screwed up. No more today. <laughs> no more today, Lucy. We tried. Maybe later in the show. Mikey, do you know how to transfer a call, or is it a Lucy thing? Who should we blame? Oh, Lucy. All right, that's enough. She's just pranking the show now. Oh, is she? (laughs) Does she not get how this works? Do you want to try her? Let's see if she's there. Lucy? Lucy, tell me what meds I didn't take. Hey, you know what, Jimmy? Let's let's resolve the Phoenix, Arizona issue. I wasn't in Phoenix. For a gal who called yesterday and said I was lying about going to Vegas, even though the hotel's website says Green Valley Ranch, Las Vegas. Yeah, you, you want to, hey, you know what? If you want to be a frontline Vegas show, <laughs> earn it. You're an off-Broadway Listen, I don't want to be a Vegas show. I'm doing a night in Vegas of stand-up. But you know what? Hey, hey you know what? I'm not a magician. I'm not, even though I dress like I'm in Siegfried and Wah. I'm actually just the fastest growing radio host in America yeah, by weight just and don't by volume. I never want anybody to say anything. You just want to blah, blah, blah. I'm Jimmy Fella. I'm so, I'm so great. <laughs> hey, tell me, Dr. Jimmy, tell, tell the whole world what meds I didn't take yesterday. I, I Probably too many to list because we're going to run into a commercial break. I don't know, Lucy. We're being silly. We're just telling jokes. I'm sure you took plenty of meds. I'd like no, to think. No, you're, you're lying. Hey, let, let's. How many people were at that show in in, in Arizona? Okay, we'll post get there. It. We'll get post there. What you, we, you keep talking about all oh, they, they, they gave post? you. Did you go? Don't. Oh, we are. Oh, really? Ah, uh, Lucy, we lost you. She might have cursed. They might have dumped her. We'll get you back on in a little bit, girl. But oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, jo- well, Josh, can you just was she saying dirty words that you were dumping? She said a couple dub. Uh, dirty words, and you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the the ramp up before I can put her back on. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, if you're I, I listening, I can't afford to have okay. her yeah. say anymore. Lucy, that's the engineer. If you call back in, okay, we just need better language. <laughs> okay, hold on. Any dirty words? <laughs> Lucy hey, is on the line. If you're just joining us, Lucy is here. Post the truth about. I'm listening. Post. The truth about Phoenix. I, Lucy, what is – first of all, we were in Mesa. So post the truth about Mesa. I don't yeah, know what you want post, me to post. Okay, Mesa, post the truth. Post how many people let's, showed up. Let's back post this up. what you got paid for. Let's post oh, it. Oh. You keep talking Lucy, about the IRS. Lucy, you, Lucy, do you work for the IRS? Has this been an audit? And you know what? I didn't say any dirty words. No. So, so your little bleeps are just so you can you can feel better about yourself. I'll Post never feel better about, about myself. The Mesa Art Center. Can I just jump Post in here, how many Lucy? Showed up? Can I get a Can I get a minute? Can I get a minute? Hey, we we could end this if you would just. <laughs> I don't want to 
landed. This is amazing. But hold on a second, Lucy. Okay, because you know I love you. Are you going to wish Jenny a happy anniversary, yes or no? Nope. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> and you know why I'm not going to post Jenny a happy anniversary? Okay. Because if you're such a low-life man that you need to put that on the air. Hey, you know what? I, I would post Hannity a, a happy anniversary. I would post... Jesse Waters, hey, I would post Judge Jeanine a happy anniversary, but they don't need to put that on the air to get people to listen to them. All right. Well, just a word of caution. If you do post those happy anniversaries, two of those three people you mentioned aren't married, so it could be a little awkward. Uh, Lucy, I love you, girlfriend. You know what? But but you, you, you need to put Jenny on because you're not a man. Jenny's on. Jenny's on. Talk to Jenny. Hold on, Lucy. You have the floor. Ask Jenny, ask Jenny anything you want. She's on the line listening. Jenny, how many people were at the Mesa Art Center? <laughs> I was not there. But I... <laughs> But I, I, I happen to believe my husband and Kennedy. There is no reason for me not to. And uh, I don't know if I would and quite Jenny, stay married Jenny, to somebody Jenny, for 17 Jenny, years that was Jenny. a liar. Yeah. Jenny, will you post what he got paid? Will you post <laughs> what he is <laughs> lying and saying? Do you also want his mother's maiden name and Social Security? Absolutely <laughs> okay. not. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to dirty the waters. Okay. I want to address this. You, why do you, you want to address this so much? Like, Lucy, why does this matter to you? Why does this matter to you so much? Because it matters if he lies and if we can. <laughs> I, like I'm running for office. Lucy, you're not getting cut off, but I'm going to lose you to a commercial break. Uh, you're welcome to call in again soon. And I thank you for the happy anniversary wishes. <laughs> kidding lucy the best more of your calls text tweets carrier pigeons and well wishes after this <laughs> you're listening to the show that standard and poor describes as standard and poor i would say he's incompetent but i don't want to do that because that's not nice this is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Jenny Fallon in studio for all three hours. Let's head down to Beaver County, Pennsylvania. Roseanne in the house. Roseanne. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for taking my call. I'm so excited. Oh, girlfriend. Thank you. How do I follow Lucy, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're never going to be as supportive of my career as Lucy. That's that's the one thing. You, you're you going to have to reckon with the fact that she's clearly the number one fan now, and we all need to step aside. Uh, I can't do that. Can't do that. You're you're my guy. Oh. I, 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 I like to watch you on, on TV on when you're on Gutfeld and Ooh. on Five and all oh, those things. Stop it. And I like to hear you on the radio, and I like that you have Jen on, and happy anniversary to both of you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. And, I'm, and I want to thank you both. I've, I've done it on social media things. You both respond to posts. See, no one, but some I people, just, go ahead. Roseanne, some people claim I don't send my own messages and then you read the grammar and you're like, oh, no, it's him. <laughs> no, that was him. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I can tell with you. There's some that you can tell aren't if they reply to something or that they're bots or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. But you guys are the real deal. Oh, you really are. Thanks, Rosa. And, 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 and I, I really enjoy listening to you so much. Oh, girlfriend. You need to come to Beaver County. We're going to, because I got to come see my Uncle Sam. He's in Beaver County, he's in Ambridge. Well, so it's going to happen. An, I, I used to host radio shows on WNBA. Oh, we're going to, Roseanne, I'm up against a hard break. You know the term, but we'll talk again soon. Thank you for the well wishes. We love you. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Back in action. It's a big Friday episode of the show. It is being co-hosted by my lovely wife. Jenny Fela. There she is. Hi. Get her out. Get her out of here. Stop it. Jenny with us for three full hours. We're celebrating 17 years of marital bliss. We're going to be joined in this hour by Attorney General Bill Barr, former Attorney General under Donald Trump. Uh, Charles McBee's coming by as well. Barr made some crazy headlines. We'll get into it in the next break. He was talking about Trump yesterday on Neil Cavuto's show, Jenny. This guy will say anything. I don't. <laughs> Trump is trashing Bill Barr on Truth Social. But I just want to issue this qualifier because we've got a lot of calls to get to. A lot of well-wishers uh, out there. Um, Barr is the weird, it's weird, weird thing, Jenny. And you've kind of heard me tell, talk to you about this like in our private life um, when you're not making me use the Australian accent in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can I call you Liam or Chris Hemsworth? I'm like, fine, but uh, I probably can't pull off the body. I'll give you the accent, though. I'll lean it's in. It's close. It's close. I'll lean. I'll do my best. Barr is like one of those guys is very fascinating to me. Um, he genuinely cares about the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's not in office. He's not running for office. He's not going to be back in office. But he's a guy who genuinely cares about the country, and he hates what's happening. When I say he hates what's happening, you guys, just so you understand, he's very upset about the border because he's a former attorney general, and we've let go of the rule of law. Mm-hmm. So six million people have crossed the border. Obviously, there's a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. If you care about the country, he's upset about that. Mm-hmm. He's upset about what's happening to border towns. He's upset about spiking crime rates because he's a guy who's worked as an attorney general under multiple presidents. He's very upset about the country. Okay, Doesn't like the idea of inflation. Hates what's going on in the culture war. Doesn't think it's right that biological men should be competing against biological women. Right. Uh, that being said, he is critical on a legal level of Donald Trump. He said yesterday on Cavuto's show, if he was faced with a Trump choice between Trump or Biden, he's voting Trump. Mm-hmm. But he calls out Trump because he considers Trump to be the only chance the Democrats have of getting reelected. Like I talked to him yesterday, and the reason he feels that way is he says, like when Trump is in the in the conversation, we're talking about indictments and 2020 and everything in between, and we're not focusing on just how hard the Democrats are destroying the country. Right. So he's not for everyone listening who's about to hate listen to this guy. He's not saying the things he says because there's some rhino deep state vendetta against Donald Trump. Right. It's because right now we're fighting every battle except the one that matters. Right. The whole country's not talking about the border, yet the whole country is being screwed by the border. Correct. Whole country's not talking about fentanyl. They're all being poisoned by fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? The whole right. country's not talking about inflation. You know? Right. Biden right now is going on TV celebrating an Inflation Reduction Act that hurt inflation. Mm-hmm. We should be mocking this man. Right. He should be he should be chased from, as a wise man once said. Joe Biden deserves to be driven from office and disgraced. Okay, he has no business being there. Right. You know, but we're not really having that conversation as a country. We're having it as Republicans. We're having it as a Fox News audience. Right. But the country needs to be dealt into that conversation because it's genuinely bad. So Barr comes at this from a really good place. People just don't like some of his takes. 
Right. Well, you'll hear him speak for himself, though, in this hour. I'm done speaking. Yeah, yeah. His uh, level of intellect far beyond mine. This is going <laughs> to shock some people. But when I went to Nassau Community College and majored in Nintendo <laughs> with, a, with a B minor in Natty Light, I did not accumulate you know, the intellectual know-how that Bill Barr has. Right. But you'll hear him speak for himself in this hour. Right now, Michael's speaking for himself down in Tallahassee, Florida. Michael! Jimmy! My oh, man. my gosh. It is so great to talk to the both of you. Jenny, I, I'm so lucky. I spoke to you when you were on a few months ago with Lincoln, mm. and uh, oh, it's great to speak to both of y'all again. Oh, Michael, uh, we love you. You're a celebrity in our house. Yes, you know, like, I love when you call in. It's oh, I love it. Every call is so great. Michael. Such good energy. 17 years. Uh, my wife and I, uh, this is our 40th Whoa. celebration this year. Uh, and, and at this point, we both say, you know, if I haven't killed him by now, I'm not going to. <laughs> so, you know, it, it works out. Yeah, Listen, it's just because you're you tired. Go. You're tired. Who Listen, has the energy for that anymore? Uh, exactly. There's so much energy. So, But, Jenny, you, for 17 years, you, my dear lady, are a saint, an absolute saint saint to put up with that man for 17 years. You're telling me. You're preaching to the choir here. Michael, think think of the story. Go ahead. I I got a question. So being married to Mr. Fox News, because Fox News seems to be all Fela all the time. He's everywhere. Every time you turn it on, turn on the radio, there's Jimmy. Oh, my gosh. So my question to you is, what is the biggest challenge in your life being married to that man. Oh, that's, I mean, I, I keep trying to get him booked on everything so he stays out of the house. So it's really just like organizing Whoa. Whoa. all the calls. I mean, it, it takes a lot of work. Michael, and, she's the booker. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm getting him on everything. I mean, I'm, I'm reaching out to other networks too because the more he's gone, it's just, you know, I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding. No. Cheap shots. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, she, if she's being honest, she would say keeping her hands off me. That's true. There's yeah. A lot of man, yeah. There's a lot of man candy. It's a tie. It's a tie. Jenny's a chubby chaser, Michael. <laughs> she's a chubby chaser. Uh, is the rumor true that you've ordered a pole for the home for some type of weird exercise? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I didn't believe that. Exercise? But. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you know, him. You know. him. <laughs> That's some, have you seen his outfit? I he's have. I do not approve. <laughs> they, they don't have the. They don't have my stamp. They are, everybody always asks. Do you, you know when we go out to places? Do you pick out his outfits? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I am not. I am not responsible for any of that. Although I think they're funny uh, and it's it's a good energy, but it's it's not 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 my no, choice. Jenny, listen, uh, you don't all have my taste. Uh, well, that's true. I, I knew I knew you had to be the workhorse of this team, so that, that's <laughs> why I wanted to ask you. And, and what a great job raising Lincoln. Now he says Jimmy is a big influence, absolutely. But at camp, I mean, how how much more American can you be? A kid who wants to go to the last day of camp. Yeah, kid. he I really. Know. They were having a color war this week. It was a bit, you know, can big I, competition. Can I give you a story, though? Let me just get, I'm going to take you all the way inside the house. Two yeah. things you need to know about Lincoln really quick. Okay, Michael? First, first of all, right. he was at Hannity last night, and when the show was over, I was signing autographs for the audience. Okay? People, because Sean throws footballs into the crowd, and everyone was asking me to sign them with a Sharpie. Lincoln started offering them his own autograph for $40. <laughs> 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 He's like, he'll sign for free, but I carry his show, so it's $40. So, hold on. Get that kid on Sharpie. 
Shark Tank. I'm yeah. saying he's making money. <laughs> and so he left the ball in my office when we came to work today. You saw it, right? Mm-hmm. And now he claims I owe him $40 because yeah. he signed one for me. <laughs> But stick with what me. What a great kid. Well, this, this is what Lincoln did last night. Really quick. You got to know this. So Lincoln comes home from Hannity last night, and uh, Jenny wants him, because it's the last day of camp, oh to sign cards to his camp counselor. Thank you, Noah. Because you, you tip the camp counselors for putting up with the kids and throwing out the syringes and the beer cans Fantastic. and everything like that. Yeah. Wow. Thank wow. you. So Jenny wants him to fill out these cards. You know, he's 14. He's tired. He wants nothing to do with it. So they're fighting all night about these cards, <laughs> all night, yelling. I'm, ye- I'm yelling. I'm like, you guys, come on. I've been awake for 22 hours. I'm a frazzled, <laughs> fragile man when I walk in the door at the end of a 22-hour day. I'm like, just everyone shut up. No yelling. Shut up. Shut up. All right, anyway, everyone goes to bed. So this morning, after all of that, Lincoln has the idea of leaving for camp, <laughs> but turning on a camera and asking me to tell Jenny that he forgot the cards just to see how she reacts after this whole fight. <laughs> this is a true story. So he actually sets up his camera in the living room, says goodbye, walks out the front door and shuts it. And then I run upstairs to Jenny and I go, and after all of that, he forgot the cards. At which point Jenny becomes full Lucy and it's just, you know, one after the other. (laughs) Dropping balls. Uh, Oh, no. Not full Lucy. Oh, my gosh. No. I'm surprised surprised the police weren't called. I know. Man, oh, boy. Well, they wouldn't have shown up because no one shows up for me, according to Lucy. (laughs) Oh. Michael. Well, look. Congratulations to you both. I hope you have you planned something special this weekend, Mr. Fela. Oh yeah, for your wonderful wife. I don't know if you heard yesterday's show, but I'm going to treat her like a queen and go to White Castle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Royalty, Burger King, Burger King, and Dairy Queen. Yeah, I'm going to treat her like royalty, Michael. There Uh, you go. Great call. Well, congratulations to the both of you. Have a great weekend. You too, Jenny. Great speaking to you again. You too. Thanks, Michael. Take care. The great Michael. In Tallahassee, Florida. We love Michael's just fantastic. I know. A national treasure. Uh, Chuck is in uh, Du Bois, Pennsylvania, mm. listening on Connect FM. Yo, Chuck! Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? My man. I'm great. Thanks for checking in. Happy anniversary to you guys. Oh, thanks. Chuck. Thanks. Hey, uh, I think I figured out why Lucy's, you know, so wound up. I, I, I've got the – see, there's this guy out there doing stand-up. His name is Jimmy Flaylor. <laughs> it's very, and he's he's kind of a you know he struggles with his way you know wears a cheap suit on stage and tells bad jokes. So I could see like where you know maybe she's kind of getting confused. Oh. I, I went to one of his shows. There was only six guys you know, in, in the whole audience. So and Lucy might have been in the front row. I don't know, but there was some lady up there really heckling, giving him a hard time. And, and that's where I think maybe there's the confusion. Uh, Jimmy Flailer, you look him up. Chuck. He sounds hunky. He sounds hunky. I don't know. Uh, thank you for that analysis. By the way, so we got some cookies sent to us from the Connect FM folks that were really good. You guys have such good yeah, food out that, there. That Chuck, actually came from my daughter's oh, bakery. Oh, it did. Oh. Shout it out. Shout out your daughter's bakery. Everyone needs to know. Uh, Queen of Tarts. It's so yes. good. Queen of Tarts and Dubois. She's so... won some awards. And I thought, you know, I, I just you look like the kind of man who would enjoy a good cookie. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Well, you want to know this. Uh, the, the, the listeners don't know this, but it's a funny story. Jenny, me, Jenny, and I would say uh, eight-month-old Lincoln. Not How young was he? Uh, young? Was 2011. He so, was in a stroller. Like, yeah, two. Maybe, maybe. No, he, yeah. no, was he walking? I think so. Okay, anyway. 
We were driving back from Ohio once in the summer, um, and our it was like a Nissan Murano at the time. Mm-hmm. I was a cab driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it blew like an engine bearing or something crazy. Anyway, we wound up spending a week with no car in Dubois. Yep. And oh, uh, yeah, we wound up having to lease a Hyundai from Stoltz Hyundai. Yep. So we could get back to New York City at the end of a week because yeah. I had a taxi shift to drive. And we were coming back from my parents' house, so we had packed the Murano with just a bunch of stuff and kid gear and strollers and all that kind of stuff. And so we go from a Murano. Sized car down to a Hyundai Sonata, and but we still had to pack everything that everything. was in that car into the little car. Jenny had to ride on the roof like Aunt Edna yeah. in uh, vacation. <laughs> but uh, we spent a week. We went to Haas's, we went to Scotty's. Queen of Tarts wasn't an option, thank God, because we would have been whales. Yeah, that, those I would have eaten there every day. You can't go wrong with Scotty's. Oh, uh, Scotty's are great. We did a lot of Eaton Park till Jenny got thrown out. She gets a little <laughs> carried away uh, with the mimosas. Now I'm kidding, but yeah, we love it out there and. Uh, Maybe December. I'm talking to Jay uh, at Connect FM. You're probably going to see us back in town. So buckle up, Chuck. Nice. Hey, count on me, count on us being there, there man. Look go. forward to seeing you. Again. I'll see if I can get Jimmy Flailer to come along for the ride. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, my man. There he goes, the great Chuck. Quick break. We're going to get into some serious calls. Guys have some takes on Trump and Biden and everything in between. Kirsty Noam out in South Dakota. We'll get to all he is after this. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Jenny Fallon riding shotgun like it's a morning show. Yep. Uh, Bill Barr is going to be joining the mess in a minute. Uh, but right now we go back to the calls. Uh, Gary in Rockford, Ohio, Jenny Fallon uh-huh. territory. Gary. How you doing, Jimmy? My man, I'm, I'm good. This is, this is a little too much Ohio for me on one radio show, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, between you and Jenny. Well... Obviously, you had to go to the Buckeye State to find a good woman, my friend. So, you know, you can knock Ohio all you want, but you come you come to the right place to get a good woman. You ain't kidding. God love those Ohio Happy girls. anniversary to you both, sir. Thank, thank you, thank Gary. You. Uh, and let Jenny, let that well wish serve as your present, okay? <laughs> thank you, Gary. I, I'm a, I live a stone's throw away from Grand Lake St. Mary's yeah, there. Right where past Jenny Salina. made a questionable decision. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there. You've been there. <laughs> That's yes, funny. Yes, ma'am, I have. Oh, that's oh, God bless you, Jenny. <laughs> oh, Gary, thanks for that, man. Um, J- yeah. Jimmy, I got a huge question. Brother, you need to school me on something here. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Um, you play this tape of Joe Biden mm-hmm. withholding foreign aid for ransom mm-hmm. until this prosecutor is fired, and I just do not understand why that is not being played on the congressional floor. Mm-hmm. It's not being played everywhere you can possibly see. I mean, that's that's just as illegal as it can possibly get, is it not? Yeah, I mean, that's actually what they impeached Trump for. They claimed Trump cl- threatened to withhold foreign aid from Ukraine if they didn't look into Biden threatening to withhold foreign aid from Ukraine. It's like a Russian doll box of ridiculousness. But the truth is there's a big debate right now because Devin Archer in his sealed testimony, uh, which is now on some levels open, uh, did say that that firing took place at the request of Burisma, who was, of course, being investigated by the prosecutor. So I think you're going to start to hear more of it because now even The New York Times is acknowledging that there's a lot more to this story than what was initially let on. And what's happening is like the media that killed the Hunter Biden laptop story. They don't want to be there when it all blows up, 
because they were complicit in burying it. So they're trying to distance themselves from burying it now. You know, it's like people who said the vaccine would stop you from getting COVID. When it became the reality that that wasn't the truth, a lot of them started to ask for, like, COVID amnesties. Let's rethink. You know what I mean? They want to distance themselves from the first lie. So my guess is, Gary, you're going to hear more of it. Well, you know what, Jimmy? This this moron that we got up in the White House right now is just not doing us any good here. No, ma'am. And, you know, the one good thing about Trump is is he he made them show their true colors. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what they're doing now. They're oh, showing yeah. their true colors of who they really are. No, they are. I it's, mean, I, it's I a voted bug for the man twice. Yep. But, <laughs> well, uh, I will yeah. say this, Gary. Um, everyone's in on the joke now. Like, the White House gets out there, and they're like, ah, oh, it's going great. People know it's not going great. You know what I mean? They're kind of like beclowning themselves. So my guess is, and I'm going to ask Bill Barr about this when he gets into the studio, I actually don't think Biden's going to run again. I think they're going to keep him on the ticket for as long as they can, because as long as, like, Trump is tied up in court, they don't need the Democrat to get out there and try to make headlines. You know, Trump will be making them for them. Uh, but I actually think Biden will come off the ticket, and Trump, if he gets the nomination, will wind up running against, as crazy as it sounds like Gavin Newsom or somebody like that. But uh, I'm going to ask Barr one, one way or the other, but i got to let you go because Jenny's groping me again. Come on, <laughs> we're on the air here. Gary, you're the best. Uh, really quick, Daniel is in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Daniel. Hey, girl, what's going on? Hey, girlfriend. Uh, were you hey. wa- were you watching Hannity last night when Kirsty Nome was on? I was. Okay, that's because I saw that you wanted to talk about her. I wondered if you saw that one. Um, so you're a fan. I, I did. She, mm-hmm. she, I am. Um, I think she makes a lot of sense. You mm-hmm. know, when COVID was shut down, uh, Christy did the same thing that DeSantis did in Florida. He's like, we're, you know, we're going to make our own rules. We're going to do our own thing. We're yep. going to keep our state open and safe. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it the right way. Yep. And and. I like that, and she is a good friend of Trump's, but mm-hmm. so there, there's other people out there that are also. I mean, Nikki Haley and, and uh-huh. maybe Tim Scott, but I wanted to get your take because there was talk after you left the show about her being the VP yep. uh, candidate. I'd like a Trump-Scott ticket yeah. myself because you know you got to pull some independents. Yep. you got to pull some black mm-hmm. from the Democrat side. Yep. Um and I don't know if uh, Christy could do that. I don't know if Nikki Haley could do that. Yeah. No, here, let me give it to you. This is the Trump VP list of people outside the race, meaning people who aren't running. It's Noam, uh, Tudor Dixon, and Byron Donalds. That is the VP list, straight up. I know them all. Uh, okay. all if, right. if it's someone in the race, it would be a Tim Scott. Uh, and that's that's probably where his head is at. The same strategy you're thinking. Somebody young, charismatic, that'll pull independents and minority voters and black voters and Latino voters. So, Daniel, you could be working on the Trump campaign right now. Why don't you apply to Mar-a-Lago? Hey. Well, I don't know. I did. Jenny might be mad at me because, uh, you know, roll tide. Oh, that's oh, enough no. out of you. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And as everybody knows, today is my 17-year wedding anniversary with Jenny Fallon. If ever there was a time for some blunt forth truth. It is today. And joining <laughs> us now is a man who's been dishing it out in his own life for what I believe to be 50 years. Your former attorney general, Bill Barr, is here. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? Is Great it true you here. and Christina together for 15 years? 50. 50. Five zero. That's the number. Yeah. I got to tell you, this. this is a high praise to your wife. And I would when it, I had 
met She's her. A saint. When I met, I was gonna say when I met her at the White House Correspondents Dinner, mm-hmm. uh, the fifty looks good on you. Like there's life in your face. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. We all have friends that are married two years. You don't need to know anything about the relationship to know how it's going based on the energy in the face. Uh-huh. And we've all seen that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you all have a friend at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open the Ark of the Covenant and the faces just start losing life and melting. That's right. We all have that guy. And if you don't have one of those in your life, ladies and gentlemen, you're the guy. Just so you know. So be honest with yourself. Well, 50 years. Yeah, you got us by a ways. Jenny and I had – we had, and I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be funny. We had this thing in Vegas going two and a half years, and we both took the under. <laughs> we, we've had a good run. But, but I want to throw this at you, and I want to ask if you've had this experience as I've had. Okay? You marry a woman. It very much starts off as I, I love this woman, and is this the person I want to have kids with? But then you have the kids, in my case, and it becomes, is this the kind of person that would kill me in my sleep? <laughs> Did you ever go down that rabbit hole emotionally? No, no, I haven't. No. <laughs> well, you know, congratulations. You took out the right amount of life insurance. Yeah, you I see, what I did wrong, because you know, when I married Jenny, I was a cab driver. And, you know, you need to provide for these people, which I would be more apt at doing dead than alive at the time I was a cab driver. Right. So I made the mistake of, like, buying too much life insurance and telling her, yeah. which is you're not supposed to do. Okay. I did that. Though. Did you, though? Oh, yeah. I would tell them that I was worth more dead than alive. <laughs> no, and I not. saw I, there was a little temptation there. but <laughs> No, but you're not supposed to tell him that. I once got a splinter <laughs> on the Jones Beach boardwalk, and Jenny was like, yeah, pull the plug. He wouldn't want to go on like this. But like, Jenny, what do you mean I'm fine? Oh, well, great stuff. So you get it. You yeah. speak. Well, the last time we talked, we were at the, we were at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, by right. the way. Yeah. And I, I, I got your message about wanting to borrow my pink jacket. Yeah. And I'm sorry it's getting dry clean still. <laughs> it's a lot of, but it's coming your way. Uh, but, of course, D.C. is a hot topic right now because, obviously, there's the Trump side of this, which we can get to. But the Biden side I don't think is getting the attention that it should. And I know you have a 2024 theory. Uh, I, I kind of have a similar one, but let's start here. Do you think that Biden is going to be the nominee? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think Biden's going to be the nominee. I think the Republicans are, are walking into machine guns right now. Um, uh, you know, there, there are a host of reasons. One, uh, you know, actuarially, there's a good chance he'll be maybe a 25 percent chance he'll be dead That's at the crazy. time of the election. And then you have, you know, the very high possibility that uh, he'll be obviously non-compass even more so than he is now. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the fact he's one of the most unpopular sitting presidents we've had. He mm-hmm. has a vice president that is scary mm-hmm. uh, and will repel a lot of Americans. And this scandal is picking up a lot of steam and should pick up a lot of steam. So you're sitting there as the Democrats, I think, and you could be heading into a bad economic year. Yeah, I think the hook's going to come out, but I, I think they're going to let him run through the primaries mm-hmm. so they don't have a contested primary. Mm-hmm. Wait till the convention cold cock the Republicans over the summer with a very compelling ticket, mm-hmm. which will come just psychologically at the point where everyone is upset that it you know, could be upset that uh-huh. it's Trump versus Biden again. And then, boom, they come out with a fresh ticket, maybe mm-hmm. a woman at the head of it uh-huh. and so forth. And, um, and wow. it's bad. So you're, tell- cause you're telling me at that point, if the Republicans have taken the bait and nominated Trump, yeah. They wind up in a situation where they thought they were running against a guy with a lot of baggage. Right. And now you wind up with a fresh-faced 50-year-old. Right. Wow. And potentially a woman of color, so that could be Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> there it is. Right. Good night, everybody. Yeah. I got a million of them. I right. kid. Right. I kid. Uh, former Attorney General Bill Barr is in studio. We're having a grown-up talk about all things 2024. That, to me, uh, 
is where I think, and, and no one's conversing honestly about this, okay, but the only potential for a Biden second term would involve Donald Trump being on the ticket. There's no – would you look at the rest of the Republican field and, and feel like uh, – uh, I believe I, Biden's in his late hundreds. I don't know the exact age. But I don't know that he would beat anybody if there was a clean slate going up against him. Biden? No. And I, I think the only person Biden can beat is Trump, and that's one of the reasons I'm opposed to Trump getting the nomination. You know, I'm not opposed to him because I want someone more moderate, <laughs> you know, policy yeah. or, or not a fighter yeah, or yeah. anything like that. I'm opposed to Trump because right now is the opportunity to beat the hell out of the uh, progressive wing of the Democratic Party, uh-huh. and Trump is not going to do it. I Listen, I agree with so much of your analysis, but I've still got to applaud your courage because in Trump, we're talking about a guy who has been so supportive of you. Yeah. And the idea that you could be, you know, punting on that overwhelm. I mean, it was just <laughs> yesterday on Truth Social. He was calling you the worst man who ever lived. I mean, what are you going to do without the positive reinforcement is my question here. Right. I kid, but I, I think you make such a really good point there is that what we're losing in this moment, and this is my frustration as a guy who tours the country, is we have taken such an appreciable decline in the quality of life in this country under Biden. Mm-hmm. And it's not being talked about on any level because so much of the sensationalism of politics are taking center stage. Right. Is that the Trump liability for the country? Is that what you see it as? One, he sucks up a lot of the attention and makes the issue and deliberately makes all issues about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part of it is uh, his his pandering uh-huh. to his base by just constantly trying to play on their anger, picket the scabs and so forth. That's a problem. Because when people sit back and sort of luxuriate in their anger, they'd rather feel angry than do anything. And I think a lot of the support for Trump is flipping the bird, uh, saying you know, at the establishment or whatever they think they're flipping the bird as. You know, man, you you know, I'm mad and I'm gonna you know, hell, uh, I'm gonna (laughs) send. But and and I think that's selling the country down the river. I think that's uh, because anger isn't a strategy. We have to sit back and see what's happening to our country and say, how do we get out of this? Yeah. How do we move the ball? And Ronald Reagan did that under similar circumstances in 1980 when he unified the party, won 44 states and then 49 states, and liberal was a dirty word for 20 years. Imagine that. Okay? And what's the only thing standing between us and doing that again, because most of the country's fed up with mm-hmm. the progressives, yep. is Donald Trump. He is a life support system for the radical progressives. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill Barr is on the line if you're wondering why Trump just dropped a truth social bomb uh, second <laughs> second after this. Air. It's probably coming up any minute now. If we if we had more enough time with you, we could stay on the, lay, the uh, line long enough to actually see the truth social post get posted. Uh, but no, I appreciate the candor because the one thing uh, I feel like uh, a lot of media is failing the public on right now mm-hmm is we fight a lot of the wrong battles in cable news, meaning one of the things that got Trump elected in 2016 is the media was focusing on the temperament of his Twitter account and not the real-life consequences for Americans in that moment. And he had a plan or at least was talking about jobs and things like that, and that resonated with people. And I think in a moment right now there are so many issues that resonate with people uh, that aren't being addressed because we're talking about trials and indictments and 91 counts. So let me ask you about that. Okay, 91 counts. Um, I would imagine, okay, and I've been watching the Yankees all summer. They don't have high batting averages, but I would imagine there's a prosecutor out there that can go at least one for 91. Do you think there's a real possibility he gets convicted of something? Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah, sure. 
Uh, now, look, some of the cases, especially the ones from the states, in my opinion, well, the one from New York is a, jo- a political a joke, hit yeah. job and yeah. it's a joke. I think the Georgia one is much too broad and mm-hmm. sweeping. I think people you know, have a point if they think it's politically motivated. But mm-hmm. I think the federal cases are very serious cases. And actually, the Georgia case is serious in the sense that it's going to be hard to dodge. Yeah. So I do think there's a chance he'll be convicted, which doesn't necessarily yeah. mean he'll go to jail at the end of the day. I mean, everyone's sort of, oh, 100 years in jail. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I don't think we're going to put a former president – I hope we don't put a former president in jail, but he yeah. could – experience very heavy fines. Wow. Could you imagine that? Uh, Bill Barr in studio. We're having a grown-up talk about all things 2024. Where do they draw the legal distinction between what he did in Georgia and, say, like a Stacey Abrams? Because she you know, ran around and said it was stolen forever. Is it because he took a physical action beyond speech? Yeah. So this is where the, I think the federal case uh-huh. actually honed in very narrowly on the nub of the argument of uh-huh. the issue, uh-huh. whereas this other case you know, thrown everything but the kitchen sink, yeah. including a lot of perfectly legitimate, you know, political pushback on mm-hmm. when you feel that you've been yeah. elections and stuff. And the basic problem, uh, as the federal case outlines, other than knowingly telling lies in order to, as part of a, a, a plan, not by themselves, but mm-hmm. by a plan. But the key was putting in imposter, a panel of imposter uh, electors, mm-hmm. but doing it so that they would provide a pretext uh-huh. for Pence, who mm-hmm. they were working on to do this. Yeah. Pence would then use that as a pretext to reject counting the legitimate certified votes. So it's a combination uh-huh. of, of you know putting yeah. up that panel as a pretext and then trying to get Pence to do it. That's a plan uh-huh. that, in my opinion, does cross the line. Now, yeah. should we be pursuing it as a criminal matter? You know, is mm-hmm. it worth? Is the uh, juice worth the, the squeeze? squeeze? Say, yeah. yeah, fascinating stuff, man. Um, now, listen, I, I I don't know anyone who's been a bigger cheerleader for Rudy Giuliani than you. Um, in this moment, I know he's in some legal trouble himself, and he apparently was asking Trump to pay his bills. Are are the bars? Have you talked to Christine about starting a GoFundMe for Rudy? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. But I do feel I, I, I feel bad for Rudy. You I, know. Know? I mean, he was a great mayor and he yeah. saved this city. He did. Uh, but I also think he acted very irresponsibly and, mm-hmm. and uh, was an enabler and, and a cheerleader for a lot of bad stuff at the end. It's so tough because when you talk about the country, OK, if you, you know, people who genuinely care and I know you do. And so I love talking to him. Um, you know, most of the things wrecking this country we are fortunate enough to not be plagued by on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But the average rank-and-file American is taking a beating right now, and it's really not going to get addressed in 2024 unless we have a head-on election. You know, and engage, right. you know, we need to engage in the you know, arena of ideas. I don't mm-hmm. know that we're going to get there because if, it was, if we voted in the primaries tomorrow, Trump's winning everything. But I think he gets into the general and is going to have a little bit more of a liability than people think. And that's where this becomes a lot more challenging. Now, I want to revisit really quickly your Biden theory, and then we'll let you get on your way. Uh, Biden steps aside late in the process, you would say, somebody younger with a little bit less baggage. Um, I guess by then, do you think the plan is to let Trump clinch a nomination himself? Like, meaning that the, the yeah, Democrats. So, be, yeah, I, one of the funniest things right now, are, you know, are coming from the you know the diehard Trump supporters, is that the, this is all a plot to knock Trump out. Yeah, yeah, that's BS. They okay? want him in there. Of, of course, they want him in there, and uh-huh. you can tell. That, and so the state actions, in particular, I think, are part of essentially taunting, mm-hmm. playing, you know, getting under the skin of his 
uh-huh. supporters because they know they're going to react by locking in greater and greater support for Trump. So I think they are essentially trying to uh, get Trump to be the candidate. It's That's like what's a, happening. Muhammad Ali famously deployed – it was called a rope-a-dope against yeah. George Foreman where right. he sat back and baited right. him into the corner. Right. Are we being baited into the corner here as a party? Yeah. Trump's followers are becoming like Trump. I said to Trump when I was in office, I said, you're like a bull. Uh And the other side knows how to get under your skin. And they wave the red flag over here and you charge. You raise the red flag over here, you charge. And Uh pretty soon you're going to be sweating in the (laughs) middle of the ring and they're going to put a sword through your head. And I think a lot of his base, unfortunately, is adopting the same state of mind. The bull mentality. They're allowing the left to manipulate him. You might as well put a big ring through their nose and lead them. Uh, because Which, that's what's happening. And, and it's odd and unfortunate because the big through the nose, the big ring through the nose is usually what the liberals are wearing these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, down is up, up is down. Right. This is unbelievable. Next thing right. you know, we'll have blue hair. What's happening here? Right. Listen, I always appreciate a minute of your time. This was great stuff. Thank you. We'll be all over Truth Social the rest of the day today because you're about to catch holy hell. I'll enjoy it. You gave me some good entertainment for my anniversary. Good, At the good. beginning of the day, all Jenny was getting was White Castle. Now she's getting White Castle and a Bill Bard trashing. What more do you want, girlfriend? You're the best, man. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Jimmy. Back after this. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Had a fabulous conversation with Bill Barr. Wrong. Jenny Fallon's in the studio. I don't know if she agrees or disagrees, but can you... The one thing I always tell you when I come home after running into Bill Barr... Like, he actually cares. Oh, yeah. He's not running for office. No one's offering him a job. He doesn't mm-hmm. have money. He's not donating to a campaign. He's I, like he's making substantive points. And the only reason I bring that up is because I get so many messages, because I return them myself, as Roseanne was making quite yeah. abundantly clear earlier in the show. Um, a lot of you guys get mad at Barr because Trump is trashing Barr. Sometimes Mark Levin will be, wah, 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 wah. you know, he just starts trashing Barr. And I get it. It's fine. I understand why they don't like it. And it's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But what Barr is flat out telling you is he thinks Biden sucks. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more important to get rid of Biden than it is to grudge hump the 2020 election and get Trump back into office. This is the reality. Like me and him were talking about this off the air yesterday. Um, Trump winning the presidency would make him a lame duck president the minute he walks into office, Mm -hmm. meaning he doesn't have the power to drain the swamp meaning he has cost the Republicans down ballot tremendously in the Senate and the House. And that's the argument here is it's like, is it about turning the country around or is it about just giving that giant middle finger to the other side? But that mindset is how we got to where we got. So him being willing to say that and catch all the hell that he does is actually like, I appreciate it. And right. whether you don't even have to agree with it. You should appreciate it if you're listening to him say it. Because no one's having that honest conversation. Right. It's not a Trump bash. No, no, no. It is a, yo, you guys, Biden sucks that much. We need him to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. The house is on fire. Collectively, you know, come Uh together Uh and find something that will win and defeat this guy. Whoever it is. Yes. Just get him in there. Whatever it is. Okay. We would, I would take Baron Trump over Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. With Fortnite, a kid his age. Yeah. With foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> we'd have no problems. Wally's down in Florida. He's got to take. Wally! Hey, what's up there, Jimmy? My Hello, man. Jenny. Hi. <laughs> 
happy anniversary. And uh, Jenny, do you count your wedding in dog years? Absolutely. <laughs> Good for you. Absolutely. Is that, yep. is that why she keeps trying to put me to sleep? Because it's been 17 years? <laughs> I so told him I'm 17 into a life sentence. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I think you're. I think you're at 119. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Wally. Good for uh, you, Jimmy. I got to ask you: Were you driving a cab in the 90s? Ooh, uh, I was not, but I was passed out drunk in the back of a lot of them, <laughs> which is how I wound up driving one in the office. <laughs> what? Were you in the city? Were you I hanging wouldn't... around? Well, I had. I've been to New York twice, and I was brought up to. Brooklyn Heights from a biological lady friend of mine from St. Petersburg. Mm. And um, I walked across Broadway against the light and all the traffic stopped except for one cab driver who was telling me exactly how I had messed up. And it was quite <laughs> a lot of hand <laughs> gestures and a lot of language that I can't use. But uh, And then I was also wondering if the Royalton Hotel still has a bar lobby that tells you you're not page six material. Oh, that's funny. I haven't been, I don't know. I actually don't know if it still does. That's hilarious. Wally. That's a great reference. Uh, I me- walked into a, uh-huh. I walked into a bathroom that was art deco and all stainless steel. And I didn't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Jenny. We'll go on a, on a recon mission after the show. Wally. Great call, brother. I'm going to lose you to a commercial, but we always love hearing from you. How about the great Wally going into the Royalton, which is, again, not my speed either. It's really nice. Yeah. I was there, I was there one time, for real. The woman was like, back up, you creep. There you go. <laughs> Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action, hour number three on Fox Across America, your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. And no one knows more than scraping from the bottom of the barrel than my co-host today, who is celebrating 17 years of wedded happiness to myself. Jenny Fela is in the house hey, hey. for all three hours. Hey, girlfriend. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on my marriage or the state of politics in this country. We have a lot of calls to get to. Charles McBee joining us now as well. Yo, McBee. What's going on? You know, it's so... I just want to say I'm celebrating 10 years of friendship with Jenny Fela. So (laughs) that's all I care about. (laughs) Me and you haven't had the what are we talking. But um, (laughs) it's funny for people not familiar. So about three weeks ago, I was hosting Fox News Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Okay. We had on a panel. And obviously, everybody after the show was like, who is that hilarious comedian? And I was like, well, Gina Brion. Uh, (laughs) You'd be right. (laughs) Gina is great. And McBee was on that panel as well with Brian Benberg. And it was a banger. Good to see you, man. Last time I saw you, that's what we were in hair and makeup. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so funny because me and McBee were, you know, we started out playing like opium dens. Mm-hmm. You know, but now from time to time we get hair and makeup. Yeah. Which you didn't get in an opium den. Now we just do opium for fun. Yeah, now it's different now. <laughs> and hair and makeup for yeah. fun. <laughs> it's funny. No, the only artist back then was like the crime scene sketch artist who had come in. The truck outline guy at the end <laughs> exactly. of some of those shows. Uh, we are celebrating our anniversary today. We have all kinds of friends chiming in. Uh, nice. All kinds of well-wishers, in, including Lucy, who called in earlier. Well, I'm just here to talk Jenny out of it. Yeah, <laughs> It's been long <laughs> enough. At the 17-year mark. This charade has gone <laughs> yeah, on for too on. long. Well, one you know, of our friends who's on the line, McBee, yeah. uh, 
you would know him as Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the most notorious bicycle thief in the world, played, of course, by the lovely and talented Mark Holton, who is probably day drunk in Oklahoma. Hello, Mark. Hello, sailors, and happy 17th anniversary, and, and hello to your buddy. I enjoyed your uh, appearance with Jimmy. Oh, well, thank you. Come on, Holton. Big fan, big fan. Thank so, you. Somebody had to, Holton. If I, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Charles did great. I'm just giving him some tough love. Uh, thank you for calling in and celebrating this big day. How are you doing down there, buddy? You got a cigar going yet? Uh, What's cooking? Oh, well, I just finished one. God, you know me too well. Oh. Um, do you realize, you guys, how blessed you are? Oh. Do you realize that there are husbands and wives that are spending their anniversaries with crooked attorneys looking for loopholes in their prenup? <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is the thing, though. When we got married, there couldn't have, there was no prenup. We were fighting over, like, uh, an Xbox 2. I was going to say a couple CDs. Yeah, what else did we have? <laughs> the, the prenup. It was like if we broke up at the time, you wanted the other person to have the burden of whatever the hell it is we had to our name. Because they have to move it. Yeah. terrible. <laughs> so it was, we had a reverse prenup, Holton. But, yes, we were lucky in that way. Well, well, uh, it's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> um, so uh, one of the things uh, – I've been married for 33 years, and one of the things that has uh, made my marriage last is the thought of going to bed every night with a woman with a loaded pistol on her side of the bed. <laughs> it's kind of hot, though. <laughs> that's that's kind of so, – uh, uh-huh. You know, if if you um, if you you know, a lot of people sign their uh, love letters to each other forever. Yours uh-huh. <clears throat> mean it, uh-huh. you know, and you'll um, wow, you you'll s- rack them up. Can I tell you yeah. something though? For eternity, for literally forever. You're giving a more heartfelt speech than the guy who married us. Like, <laughs> I mean, Holton, he called you a couple of wrong names. Holton, Holton the guy who married us, <laughs> called me the wrong name three times during the ceremony. So I don't Hilarious. think it's actually legal. Like, yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> but I love you for that. That's that's great. That's great of you. And uh, I will owe you some type of correspondence this week. And I'll be tanked in my yard. So maybe we can sync up. Hey, listen. If if uh, if the truth social drop uh, drops uh, during the show, please let Lucy read it live on air. Oh, you want Lucy <laughs> to read the Bill Barr post from Trump? Absolutely. That is yeah. Because Trump is going to kill Bill Barr. Did you hear any of that interview before? Uh, I, I yes, I listened to the whole thing, and uh, I'm I'm sure you're the only host uh, that has interviewed the man that has ended the uh, interview by calling him girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you're ca- you're calling Bill Barr girlfriend, a man bursting at the seams with toxic masculinity. <laughs> well, that explains that's that explains why he said the words never again on the way out of here. <laughs> I thought, he, I thought he was talking about Trump. No, it turns out it was the show. Uh, Holton, he was great. Can I just tell you one really quick thing before we do this drunk in the, in the backyard? Because I don't want to forget. Uh, I talked sure. to, talk to him off the air. Like, he, like, he actually cares. You know, I meet a lot of people in government who are on TV. You're like, yeah. And then you get behind the bar and they have a secret handshake with every Democrat. They're like, we're going out after this or what? <laughs> he actually does care. So if anyone listening is mad at him, at least know that he's coming from a good place. How about that, Holton? Oh. Oh, hey, man, you know, that came through loud and clear in the interview. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you, you, um, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I agreed with probably 99% of it, too. Oh, that's awesome. So. I'll, I will, if I can get Bar to return my calls, I will relay your sentiments. Because he is, by the oh, way, sure 
he has heard Pee Wee drops on the phone, so he knows all about you. Oh, well, he might not, not know anything other than the drops on the phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's probably for the best, Holton, well, let's be clear. Well, it, it, when, when and if you uh, do broach that subject, just tell him from me, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> Good job, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Take care, and happy anniversary, Jenny. Thank you. My man. There he goes, the great Mark Holton. God love him. A fan favorite on this show and undoubtedly every show everywhere. McBee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a perfect film. It's the closest thing we have to a perfect film. Uh, Holton, of course, the most notorious bicycle thief in the world, Francis Buxton, uh, didn't understand the depths to which he has infiltrated um, the psyches of people like my age. Yeah, Yeah, I'm 27. And... uh, (laughs) In dog years. But it's funny. <laughs> Here at Fox, it is so funny. Like, the first time I met him and started talking to him, I'm like, you cannot imagine the high level of meeting. Like, from once in a while, you get a meeting with a person here who they literally hold you off the building by your ankles, like New Jack City, <laughs> yeah. just to tell you you need to fix something. <laughs> it's like a guy. He's like 6'8", and he picks you up by the ankles and holds you upside down off the building, dangles you off the ledge, and they're like, never again. You're like, okay. But in those meetings, Pee-wee's Big Adventure will come up. People love Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And, of course, in Teen Wolf, he's in the most uh, – the line in Teen Wolf, he's playing alongside Michael J. Fox, and he hits the hook shot to win the game. Shoot it, fat boy. <laughs> and uh, I have said that in my youth probably 5,000 times. So the fact that Holton calls it to the show once in a while, half in the bag, and says his <laughs> wife has a pistol next, I appreciate that. Yeah, That's all totally. I'm trying to say. It's great. I mean, listen, it's back when you could actually – when movies could be funny. They were allowed to be Boom. be funny. Back no then. one cared. Well, yeah. that's funny because – we were in uh, your home state, Jenny's home state as well, of Ohio. We were at the Grand Opera House in St. Mary's. And he was telling me that the last time they sold out a show, sold out, Lucy. The last time they <laughs> sold out a show, the last time they sold out a show uh, was Blazing Saddles in 1976. Mm-hmm. A, could you, we, there's no Never. debate over whether or not you couldn't make that movie today, but could you pitch the script of Blazing Saddles and not get fired today? No. Probably not. You'd get fired for the script, right? Yeah, they would They would fire you. They wouldn't even pick – the only way, way they would pick it up is it would have to be – the diversity would have to be off the charts, right? <laughs> it would have to be like reverse racism. The sheriff is a non-binary yeah. cisgender. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get me. No. It's crazy. But it's like I've, we're, we're deprived when you go down that route. Because, like, we used to watch these things and be like, yeah, we know this is ridiculously out of control over the top, but we also knew we didn't have to care. Like, that's the thing. I feel like we're giving things too much power over our lives. Yeah. So there's a Native American group right now petitioning to get them to bring back the Redskins name. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But they want it to come back because this is the part where we kind of gave superficial things and distorted their meanings. Like, if you were wearing uh, a Native American mascot, it's because not because you wanted to make fun of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because there was like a pride. You were a chief. You know right. what I mean? You were a warrior. An you honor, know what I mean? Right. You weren't doing it so your football team would get laughed at when they ran onto the field. Right. And they realize that now. Uh, but it's not coming back. I mean, no. there's no chance there. Yo, they, you know? You've crossed that. Once you've crossed that line, <laughs> it's like we're now rewoking the woke all over. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> unwoke. It's done. It's done now. Yeah. We're going to unwoke the woke. Charles McPhee's in studio. Jenny Fails in studio. Well, talking about movies. So the big controversy this week, okay, is uh, gal who's playing Snow White. In the new Disney, it's I believe it's now called No Whites. It's uh, <laughs> they can't have they can't have it in there. There's no more dwarfs, which I believe is anti-Gutfeld. They should have dwarfs, okay? <laughs> Don't you like? But this is the part I wanted to ask you, McBain. Okay, so in the name of all of this equity and everything else, 
they don't want seven dwarfs. But those were literally, outside of Game of Thrones, yeah. the only seven acting the gigs in getting. Hollywood yeah. for dwarves. So they just knocked out 99% of their job market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be, you know, to placate that whole woke inclusion thing. I feel like right. they, it's, well, it's one of those things where it's the one person who gets angry on behalf of the other yes. group, but they never talk to the other group. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. dwarves. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. dwarves being like, yeah, kill off the dwarf work. No, it was right. one. You yeah. know who it was? Peter Dingley. Peter. Yeah. The rich. <laughs> the really, really the rich, rich one. one. The yeah. rich and famous yeah. one. Who so, doesn't yeah. need to audition for so anything anymore. So are you telling me? a dwarf in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Are you telling yeah. me Peter Dinklage is playing a Lizzo? You know, she doesn't want other fat people around anymore. <laughs> she really doesn't now, but for yeah. all other reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Well, here's Rachel Ziegler. You talk about getting away from what works. Okay. She is playing the new Snow White. And she's talking about how, you know, the film was made in 37, Prince Charming. We're not going to have that in the story this time around. And I'll play you the clip really quick. But what's so fascinating is that companies are getting away from what actually works for them. Like if you're making a reboot of Snow White, it's because people like the original. No one ever says, hey, let's do a reboot of Howard the Duck. So just make a different movie. Yeah. If you don't want to follow it. Right. Make a different one. But they're trying to get the title without the actual content. But that's why these things are tanking. Mm -hmm. Imagine we're doing The Lion King. There's no lions. Yeah. Yeah, the Alliance, the Lion King reboot, and this one, though, to be fair to the Lions. <laughs> Listen to this clip, clip 37. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, yeah. and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> so, no, so no prince or a different kind of prince? We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because, like, we cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnap, great dude. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. Um all of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. That was absolutely dreadful. Like the idea of, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't need love. She doesn't need a man. But that just happens to be the story. So are we supposed to just put this yeah. chick in a cubicle and watch her soul rot away? Like the only thing she kept saying was, well, that's not what it's about anymore. Yeah. It's not about that anymore. Yeah. It's not. A, well, what, what the heck is it about? Now? <laughs> right, right. Because, I mean, you can't have the other scene where, like, they're singing whistle while you work because, yeah. like, nobody wants to work anymore. Like, what else, what, what, yeah, it's gonna, like, what else is left? They're like, all quietly quitting. That's all I, yeah. <laughs> like, quiet quitting. Well, it's, it's, yeah. on, it's on TikTok now. It's whistle while you twerk. <laughs> right. just, just showing off that cake. They are, I, and listen, I'm no Hollywood insider, but um, I feel like it's no longer a time of when people who make these movies or the, even the remakes have any, they used to have a connection to the original, they used mm-hmm. to have an affinity for the original, yeah. and now it's kind of like the whole Bud Light model, where it's yeah. like, we're going to come in, we have no connection to the product <laughs> whatsoever, in fact, we hate the product and everything <laughs> it stands for, and we're just going to do something, we're going to put politics before Isn't actual... The, the funniest thing yeah. in the world is that her, the Bud Light girl, uh, Alyssa Heinerschmidt, Heinerschneid, said we needed to freshen up the brand. Yep. Bud Light was the number one selling beer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, it's, it's a little stale. It's yeah, not yeah. quite working out. Could you imagine that? Yeah, you know, so I'm taking over as a CEO of Hooters. We're thinking no more boobs. <laughs> Wait, what? You're not, you're making a joke. That's actually probably going to be a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah!
It's just going to be Hooters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is funny. Uh, we'll get into this in a minute. Uh, quick break coming up. We're in studio with Jenny Fela and Charles McBee, the chair of the Blacks for Trump Caucus. Uh, back <laughs> All right, you. Back after this on Fox Across America. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fela on Fox Across America. Introducing the all-new Woke Disney World, the first theme park to dump identity politics on all its guests. Mom, can I hit the boys' room? Sorry, honey, it's the they's room. Let me explain this to you one more time. It's okay, Mickey, I'll handle it. All of our rides have been updated, so our Woke employees won't flip out on us. From Snow White and the Seven Genders. I don't understand. To it's a small reassignment surgery after all. That was the weirdest boat ride ever. Woke Disney World. We've transitioned to a new business model, but the goal remains the same. All right now, get out there and make me some damn money. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon talking about Woke Disney. Everything woke turns to so check this one out, McBee. Charles McBee's in studio. Jenny Fail is in studio. So exciting. Okay. 17 years of marriage today, Charles McBee. A lot longer than we thought we'd last. Yep. I joke, but we're not joking. I, a lot of people thought. <laughs> you know, everyone in the church was like, seriously? <laughs> hey. So David Hand, no, none of you have probably heard of him. Uh, his father of the same name directed the original Snow White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And he's mad at Disney, as you might imagine, for the woke remake. According to him, new adaptation would have both his father and Walt Disney himself turning in their graves, which we know is true because Walt Disney was the least wokest human being <laughs> who ever lived. Well, you'd have to unthaw him first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been frozen. You'd have to chisel him out. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Lower the temperature a little bit. Uh, in an interview with The Telegraph, he said, many younger people had not even seen the film and so don't know what they're talking about. I know my dad and Walt would also very much disagree with it. He said the original voice actor for Snow White, Adriana Casalotti, said she would have been terrified of suggestions that her character wasn't a feminist. Because the point we were making earlier, uh, off the air anyway, is they're taking the prince and the love story out of the film. But the prin- but she dies if it's not for the prince in this film. Is- doesn't she get poisoned? Mm-hmm. So the dude who saves her life has to be out of the film? Yeah. She's so poisoned she's dead by another, another woman. Yeah. The stepmother. Yeah. So the stepmother poisons Snow White. Mm-hmm. The the prince puts one on her while she's sleeping. Is yeah, that what it is. But yeah. So if anything, you just replace the original guy with Cosby. <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got to break even here. What are we talking about here? But the point is, it saves her life. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a spell that, and the rules to the spell were made by the what evil stepmother, mm-hmm. right, or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. So it's not it's not like he said, "I know what'll fix it." I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss her. It's like right. those were the, those were the rules. That right, the, that and was he goes like she's laid out almost like it's a funeral. Like uh-huh. the, the dwarves are surrounding her, like sad and like grieving. And he goes up and just gives her a kiss as like a goodbye. Like uh-huh. I'm so sorry. And then that's what wakes her up. It's not like he's like, hey, baby, you know, come over oh here. God. They're like, it's really like, I mean, it ever, like they're surrounding him. It's like, it's like, you know, you go up at a funeral and just, you know, say yeah. a little prayer. It's like that. It's not in this weird, like. And but he's being decried <laughs> as a away. stalker. Yeah. That's Relationships ridiculous. aren't going to define her. Yeah. First of all, she was in a relationship. She was in a coma. <laughs> yeah. God forbid she ever needs CPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stay back. Stay back. Do not have my consent. But it's like from what you're telling me, like the moral of Snow White is not anything about the patriarchy. It's don't trust women. Right. 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 A jealous poisoned woman, and it's jealousy because of her beauty. And so yeah, we need to remake this film. One thing to poison somebody, but to have a prince dating a woman. (laughs) Do you get where the compass is broken, though? You know what I'm saying. It's like we broke the compass. Like everyone's fighting the wrong battle. I think Bill Barr was right. Yep. Nobody agrees. Everyone's changed the station. <laughs> it's just the three of us yeah. now. They're like, hell no. Uh, we're going to get into more of your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. It's Jenny Fela. It's Charles McBee. It's your radio buddy, Jimmy Fela, doing the damn thing on a big Friday episode of The Big Bad, one and only Fox Across America, girlfriend. There it is. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jenny Fallon riding shotgun today, celebrating 17 years of marriage. Charles McBee, high security clearance in the Fallon family, joining us as well. The phones have been very busy today with well-wishers, and I don't think there's anybody out there listening who wishes us weller than Lucy, who returns to the program for a second anniversary greeting. Lucy! Jimmy, just post. If we could settle this in a nanosecond, if you would just post. How about hello, Jimmy? How are you? Thank Lucy. Stop, Lucy. No, post it. (laughs) How about like, hey, how are you? We can settle this in a nanosecond. So McBee is a comedian, Lucy. Anybody that has to put their anniversary on 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 Fox Across America. Oh my god, I thank God my husband would never do that to me and he would make this a special day for me, not that somebody else has to do the work that you're incapable as a man to do. <laughs> oh no, Lucy. I mean Jen- Lucy, Jenny deserves have we it. We dated. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. Jenny wasn't there. I was there every time I asked for you to post the proof. Hey, let, 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 let's call me out. I'm calling you out. Lucy. Call me out. All right, Lucy, hold Lucy, on. You have to let me talk. Let me, let me. I don't know how many visions you are seeing. Two, <laughs> three, four, ten. Because there was not 1,100 people there. <laughs> I love this. people there. Lucy. So, so right. let me let me just Nobody get Charles up to speed. Fox let me just get Charles up to speed. You to lie. Let's listen. You're like the Biden. It's, he it, lies about the birds that blew up. You lie about that there was that Lucy, many people there. Are you that desperate? Yes. You can tell you've been at my shows, Lucy. Uh you seem to like the show. You listen and call in every day. Like literally every day. Hey, I'm gonna keep calling in because it runs up the one eight hundred number. I'm gonna keep calling in until you tell the truth. <laughs> All right, here's the you truth, call, Lucy. I love you, and I'm nothing without you. Lying, Jenny, do, I know this is a lot to do yourself. to a woman. But no, but no. She won't stop talking. It's fascinating. Fox News Lucy, do you realize like, we could be in a commercial break right now and you'd still be talking this whole time? <laughs> anyway, Charles McBee is here. He's a comedian. He tours on the road. In fact, we did, Lucy, buckle up for this. McBee and I did two sold-out shows at Red Rocks last November, did we not? Don't bring you me into your BS, out. Jimmy. All right? <laughs> I don't care if they don't sell out. That's not the argument here. I would love to see one of his shows. Listen, Lucy, the the shows may not have sold out, but Jimmy sold out a long time ago. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We've all sold out. You know what, what, Charles McBee? Hey, let, 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 
let, let's talk about Get the, the lies of Jimmy Kells. Do, do you know why I started calling in? It was the most disturbing at his show that on air he tells everybody that he gets to meet people. I didn't want to meet him. I, I am. <laughs> so I why am did you come? Of comedy. Hey, no, you, you, you keep cutting people off, Jimmy. You have to. Be You've so been talking for seven minutes. Let, let's talk about the guy at the show that you told him he didn't pay enough money to meet you. I would have given him enough money because what? he wanted to meet you. You didn't even give him that option. You treated him like a dirt Jenny, bag. which uh. is not true. Jenny, Jenny will jump in here. Lucy. No, it is true, Jimmy. Jenny uh. wasn't there. Jim, Jim, Mickey wasn't there. Hey, Mickey, <laughs> Neither were you. Tell me when you're going to be in the vicinity of Nevada or Arizona. I would love to be at your show. I'll be there next Friday night. I'll be in Henderson, Nevada. No, Come on. I didn't say Jimmy. I said <laughs> McBee. I don't. I said McBee. I would love to see. I, I saw you in person. And, and Through my you window? treated that person that you say on the air all the time oh, that everybody Lucy, gets to meet lying. you. And the poor guy, Lucy. I, I would love to find him. I would mm. pay for him to get a ticket to your show. I would have paid for an upgrade for him to meet you because that's what he thought he was there for, okay. and you treated him like shit. All right, oh, Lucy. And, and, and McBee. Lu- that was Lucy. Hey. I never curse on the air calling in, by the way. Lucy, really quickly. No, you know, okay. You treat him like I, Lu- Lucy. You, treat, you know, you, know what? you treated him like <laughs> oh, what, and what all the New Yorkers do in front of Fox. Studio. Oh boy, Lucy, Lucy, so yes, my bad. I can't let you lie. I can't let you lie. You can call back anytime. I can see your show. Here's the oh. thing: I'd love for you to come, but there's this thing called a restraining order. That I think <laughs> I'm <gonna have> to... <laughs> Lucy, we love you. Can last chance? Can you wish Jenny a happy anniversary? I would like to wish her a divorce kit. Tell me when I can see your show. He's not... I love to see comedy. Well, I, I can tell. Go no, no, no. You're a barrel of laughs. No, no, show. I can tell you it's love comedy. Yeah. I can just, you're so supportive of the art form. Something about the way you call into the comedian show. Lucy, we love you, and thanks again for the call. Uh, I can't, like, and I'll let her talk all day. Yeah. If you've ever been to one of my shows, I will, to the extent that it's humanly possible, meet everyone there. Jimmy, you stay hours. Hours. Hours after. Hours. And then go somewhere else afterwards and say, hey, I'm going to be here if anybody wants to hang out. But the idea that I went up to a guy and were like, you can't pay enough to meet me. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's it's funny to listen to her say, you know, say stuff, but like, that's absolutely the furthest from the truth. Oh, Lucy, we had a good run. You can call in next week or something like that. Tom is in Colchester, Vermont. He's listening on VMT. Yo, Tom. Hey, how the hell am I going to follow that? (laughs) (laughs) You're not. The best part is she's telling me, B, she loves comedy. I'm like, you're a real supporter of comedy. Wow. God love her. Hey, well, I I just wanted to call and wish you guys a happy anniversary and to find out if you dare to bring Jenny uh, to Vermont to the Spanked Puppy. Oh. Oh, Yeah, I'd love to. That is a real establishment. I know that sounds like a euphemism. No, no, no. I heard you talk about it before. Yeah, yeah. My eyebrows (laughs) raised. (laughs) He was like, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Tom, we want to get something up with VMT. So, yes, Jenny would love the VMT crowd. Yeah. The, the, because the thing about it is the Vermont conservatives are amazing because there's only 13 of them. <laughs> like the nicest Small people group. in the world. Yeah, Tom, we got to get it going, man. Let's go. Let's work this out. we got to get poke Kurt with a stick. Where is he? 
Okay, well, I, I will uh, I will poke Kurt and uh, just make sure when you come up it's warm and I'll I'll let you take Jenny for a ride on my Harley. Ooh. Oh, the nice. Right, the right the right Harley. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. And Jenny, me and Jenny take a lot of, for real, back in the day, a lot of motorcycle trips yeah, together. Yep. Uh, that would be way up our alley. Are we allowed to bring Mikey, or did he do too much damage to the bar last time? Uh, I can't remember. We're <laughs> <laughs> well, fine with it. It's a good time. I'm sure, All right. I'm sure he's allowed. All right, it's a date. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate you, brother. Let's see you up there. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, yeah, we were in uh, McBee, WVMT in Vermont. So Mikey, who is 12 years old, our producer, he doesn't drink the same drink twice. So he'll have a beer, then he'll have a wine, then he'll have like a fuzzy navel, then he'll drink champagne like he's a stripper. That's a young man's game. Yeah, You can do that when you're younger. Mikey gets pie-eyed drunk. You know the term pie-eyed drunk? His actual (laughs) eyes become pecans. It's a glazed (laughs) pecan pie drunk. Hi! It's the greatest thing in the world. But in VMT, you couldn't like... You wouldn't have stood out. Mikey, you put on your headset, try to defend yourself here. How drunk were the radio listeners at WVMT? Hammered. Were they uh, not? Drunker than me, and that's saying something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people were plastered. So uh, then Tom's being honest to say he doesn't remember it. He the, doesn't remember it. Tequila, <laughs> what was her name? The tequila one? Remember? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But, but the reason Tom wants me to drive his motorcycle if we come up there is because he can't. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's too hammered. Yeah, There's right. no way. He's basically, he was not He'll being, bring it to the show, yeah, he but he needs somebody to drive nice. it home. He wasn't being chivalrous. He was asking yeah, for we'll a just, favor. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop it off for so you. And then... You didn't hear the part where he said, you can give me, Jenny, and me a ride on my Harley <laughs> when you're up here. Too funny. 888-788-9910. I got to get Reese in. He's on KROE out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. Wow, man, you have taken some grief today, but happy <laughs> anniversary to you and your lovely lady, mm-hmm. and hopefully you got 20-plus, 30 years before either one of you kicked the bucket. No, <laughs> don't do that to me, Reese. Come on. 20-plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike is a hard guy to, to talk to, man. He is, he is, he's so good. At uh-huh. your call screening, he's... Then he's how the hell does Lucy get keep around. getting through? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, no kidding. That's kind of what I'm wondering. But... <laughs> <laughs> he's drunk. He just hey. told you. <laughs> so here's, here, here's my point. I think that Trump, by no questions down, he is going to get the nomination. Mm-hmm. And then what's going to happen is that he's going to go into the general. And I don't think Biden's going to be there, but oh. I'll tell you, the the red part of our country, which I live in, and it's beautiful and it's peaceful in comparison to some of the blue part of the country, we, uh, we're all behind Trump. Mm-hmm. Red, red America is going to nominate Trump. Will he win in the general? Well, I think as long as they keep hammering and as, harm, as hard as they are, he is going to get the nomination. He's going to get those trials pushed back. Mm. And, you know, Bill Barr, great guy. Appreciate him 100%. Uh-huh. Um, but I just respectfully disagree with the gentleman. That's but fair. And he wouldn't who care. Who the heck am I? I'm just a guy in Wyoming. Like, what the heck do I know, right? You're the best. That's who you are. You're the best, Reese. Don't you ever forget it, damn it. And thank you for calling in. Uh, you're, you're not as supportive as Lucy, but your well wishes matter nonetheless. We'll do it again. Uh so he was talking about the Trump man. I don't mm-hmm. doubt Trump winning the nomination. Like the most, oh, yeah. He's mm-hmm. up like 60 points. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, the great. problem becomes a general election. Because right. what Bill Barr was saying, McBee, what do you mm-hmm. think of this move? It's a chess move right here. 
So the Democrats aren't going to run Biden, but they're going to continue to run Biden until it's time to make the switch, meaning Trump's in court for six months. The Republicans are beating each other up in the primaries. And then when it's over and Trump has clinched the nomination, then they pull Biden. And here's a 50 year old who's not under four indictments. I mean, has, has has that ever happened before? People do drop can drop out late. Well, Lyndon Johnson announced he wasn't going to run in 68. But it, it's incumbents. It's very rare that incumbents don't run for reelection. But um, it's not nothing. But here's the thing. And this is why it could be possible. Like Biden right now is polling. He's the lowest polling president to ever seek reelection. Lowest ever. OK, that's not nothing. Okay, and it's not all Republicans dragging him down. Seventy percent of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction. But the the heat is now coming from CNN, which is not where you'd expect to hear it come from. So here is CNN talking about him, his story about the Amtrak story. Um, And if they're distancing from him, like that's a sign because they would usually like human shield, you know, for the for the Democrat. Um, But he keeps telling this story about how there was a conductor on Amtrak, Angelo. And every time he'd run into me, go, hey, Joey, baby, you know, you've taken more miles on Amtrak than you did on Air Force Two, except Angelo died a year before Biden became vice president. It was like a crazy. (laughs) It was longer than that. But here is like when CNN is fact checking, it's a problem because what they're trying to do is like it's impossible to get an incumbent off the ticket. But they're just trying to let it be known now that they want him off by making little moves like this and hopefully pressuring him to leave, because the truth is like, um, he announced he was running again in like April and hasn't campaigned yet. He hasn't run an ad yet. And incumbent presidents by now, Bush, Obama and Trump spent about 11 million apiece. Even though they weren't being primaried by anyone in their party, mm-hmm. you still want a presence on TV because the other party is all over the TV, mm-hmm. meaning the other candidates. So the fact that they're raising money but they're not spending it and he's not doing events makes you think maybe he's the face of this until he's not. And they're saving that money for somebody else. Yeah, that's what I mean. Here's Victor Blackwell, though. CNN going in. It's clip 41. Well, sometimes President Biden uh, just cannot stop himself. During a speech today about the economy, he told at least two lies that have already been debunked. Daniel Dale is back after a good stretch with another fact check. Uh, Daniel, so we know the president loves the trains. He loves Amtrak. Uh, He's told this same story several times about a conversation that he claims that he had during his vice presidency with an Amtrak conductor named Angelo Negri. So they start talking about the story, you know. Come on, man. Here's the rest of it now. Listen to this. Clip 42. It's not a true story, and it was false in 2021 when I did a fact check pointing out it was false then. President Biden has repeated it over and over since. So it's it's false in two ways. First of all, th- this conversation about the, the million miles, uh, flying milestone, could not have happened because Mr. Negri, who was an Amtrak conductor, was deceased at the time it would have had to occur. Uh, he passed that milestone, the vice president, uh, in September 2015. Mr. Negri died more than a year prior in 2014. The second false element, Victor, is, is uh, the president said that his mother uh, was sick at the time in hospice in his home. In fact, she had died more than five years prior to him reaching that million miles flown milestone on Air Force Two. So two false elements. Now, I did speak in 2021 to Mr. Negri's stepdaughter. She said they were indeed friends. Uh, uh, her late stepfather adored Mr. Biden, spoke of him often. So there was a relationship there. But look, we, I've counted at least nine times as president that Biden has told this story about his friend that is just inaccurate. So it's it's probably time he retires it. Ouch, but that's CNN. Listen, I just want to defend the guy for a second. Uh-huh. Maybe the person he's shaking hands with 
is Angelo. <laughs> How do guy? you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, that's, maybe the joke's on us. Maybe he go. did have that conversation <laughs> after he died. Is maybe it that far-fetched? Right? It's a sixth right? sense thing. Maybe. And, um, He's the Bruce Willis of this whole story. As imagine the jokes on us after all of this. <laughs> that's right. That's how Biden got eighty-one million votes. It was the invisible people that went to the polls. More with Jenny and McBee after this. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. Triple eight seven eight eight ninety nine ten. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon wrapping things up on a Friday. I will be nowhere near your TV this weekend. How about that? Yep. Free man. Next Saturday night, I am hosting Fox News Saturday night. Uh, we'll be reacting, of course, to the first GOP primary debate this coming Wednesday on Fox News. Shannon Bream will be the esteemed guest next Saturday night uh, leading the panel because we're doing – she's, of course, the host of Fox News Sunday, yep. which you can watch this coming Sunday. The Bream team in action. Uh, but as we round third head for home, it's Jenny Fela, Charles McBee. 17 years of marriage, Jenny. How about it, girlfriend? How about it? How about Right? <laughs> and Charles, you're here. She couldn't keep her hands off during the break. I mean, time. listen. Uh, on her drink and her Snickers bar. I mean, I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say her hands off of what? So it's a bag of chips if we're going to get technical. Uh, but we're here. It's a thing. Uh, we're very thankful for it. We're thankful for everybody who sent us nice messages, especially Lucy. Uh, super supportive. Uh, do you think, she, you think she would come to dinner if we invited Lucy? <laughs> I don't maybe maybe I just, just have to, to get her to like do you remember McBee in the in the three amigos there's uh the singing bush and it can't be spoken to it's just singing she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes and they try to talk to it they're like excuse me are you the singing bush but it doesn't acknowledge them and it just keeps singing yeah Lucy is the singing bush of talk radio you can't get a word it no. just keeps singing keep singing bush uh but I, I would love her to go to one of your shows <laughs> would be just so she could start make sure you post all life. upcoming i'll be like it's sold out <laughs> <laughs> sorry i uh, can't get a ticket and uh mcbee really won't meet you like i'll meet you mcbee ain't me <laughs> i'm, out, I don't I'm out of here i'm out the back door i don't want to deal with you people i'm kidding but uh yeah there's such a funny time as as we finish up uh we've got about a week to go i mean most of this country's gone back to school Lincoln starts mm-hmm. football tomorrow. School's yep. still like a few weeks off by us. McPhee, when you were growing up, were you back in school by now? I, I, no, I think that the August back to school thing kind of started a little after, yeah, after you. I was already out of the nest. But we, yeah. I, we always forget that in the industry, he claims he's a lot younger than he is. <laughs> <laughs> McPhee is 74 years old, <laughs> but he's always walking around working at MTV or he's working for Charlemagne. They're like, wow, who's this young, hip, black comic you got? <laughs> That is Frederick Douglass Jr. His That's name right. is. <laughs> oh, McBee. Well, thanks for being a friend to the Fellas uh, and spending this wonderful anniversary with us. Happy anniversary. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Jenny, treated like royalty. Burger King, Dairy Queen. <laughs> and then we yep. can celebrate in our White Castle. <laughs> uh, you know how much I appreciate you. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. We'll see you back here Monday morning. Until then, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.